0: Detroit
1: Strange
0: Welcome back to Detroit Strange.
1: It's still our podcast.
0: It sure is, and that's still Jess over there.
1: And that's still Alex over there. Woo! <laughs> I changed it. Yes. <laughs> you know
0: keeping things fresh here
1: variety the spice of life
0: mm. <laughs> tasty
1: how are you doing i'm doing all
0: right how are you
1: i'm good i'm good uh i've been getting some stuff to i feel more productive this week like i've been getting back to being productive which is a good feeling
0: i for the first time and i don't know how long mm-hmm. didn't have like anything scheduled this week and it's been beautiful
1: me well I had less scheduled this week which Mm -hmm. is actually why I think I've been productive because it's like oh I have time to do all the things that have been building up I'm gonna do them
0: yeah that's kind of been like me lately I like finally like clean my kitchen although it's already dirty my kitchen does never stay clean for more than five minutes and it annoys the shit out of me but it's just the reality of things
1: well, you have people over a lot, too, so True. I mean, that's probably a little part of that. You like to host. I do. Hosting is fun. It is. Mm-hmm. I actually had people over to my house just for like a small, like uh, my improv group thing. Yeah. Um, Sunday. But it was really nice just to have people over.
0: Oh, yeah. Especially when you're in a new place.
1: Mm-hmm. It's not full. I still have to hang stuff, but Ooh, other yeah. than that, it's pretty well set. <laughs> I've said.
0: been here for almost three years, and I still have to hang stuff. <laughs> well, I have to find things to hang, but...
1: Well, wow, that's a, I have a lot of stuff to hang.
0: Yeah. I have that Frankenstein flag behind you.
1: I I do see that. That's lovely. Yeah. Um, I have all my, my art school leftovers. Ooh. <laughs> I have been decorating my house with the stuff that I paid thousands of dollars to make for decades.
0: I mean, they're great. I've seen them.
1: Oh, thank you. Yes. I feel awkward now. I don't know how to take compliments.
0: <laughs> we can move on.
1: <laughs> okay, good.
0: Um, so I was telling you earlier, I was starting to get ready to make my annual Christmas CD. Yes. I've been doing this for years now Mm -hmm. and I don't know. I just got like so sick of traditional Christmas music because it's everywhere. And like it doesn't help that like pretty much if I visit my parents anytime after October 1st, there's probably Christmas music playing.
1: Oh, they're into the Christmas music.
0: Yeah. I got them on Alexa for my mom's birthday for one of their birthdays.
1: My parents only listen to it literally on Christmas, and it's always, um, what's that radio? I think 94.7.
0: 100.3? W-N-I-C? No, 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 no. no. It's, it's 94.7, okay. which is,
1: a, I think, like a classic rock station or something, and they do, like...
0: Bruce Springsteen.
1: Kind of. Like, it's it's Christmas music, but it's not all traditional. And it's see, just on Christmas that they do it, I think.
0: I, like... See, my CD, it's got, like weird deep cuts like the Spice Girls version of Sleigh Bells and Eurythmics does this version of Winter Wonderland where she's just like going off. I'm intrigued. It like starts off pretty creepy and then just she's just like slipping and sliding, slipping and sliding. Won't you come down with me here? (laughs) Lovely.
1: I'm sorry because that's
0: gonna be a bitch to level out.
1: (laughs) It's okay. Hopefully it didn't clip. (laughs) Yes.
0: Sorry, you rhythmics they get me, though.
1: That's fair. Totally fair.
0: <laughs> but so they're always called XXXmas because nice. my take on the holiday, I like to be flipping around the holiday. I mean, I like to be flipping all year round, but I like to take it to the next level with the holidays.
1: Okay. Little holiday cheer, wink, wink.
0: Yeah. like I had an anti-holiday party a couple of years ago.
1: What does that involve?
0: Um... Not Christmas music, getting drunk, and not talking about the holidays.
1: I mean, that sounds like a lot of people's holidays. <laughs> it, like, because I just,
0: I'm owning it. I'm a hater. And everyone's doing anything. ugly Christmas, ugly holiday sweater party. We're all going to get to their ugly to be freaking wild. It's going to be freaking wild. We're going to listen to the same 12 Christmas songs, and I'll wear ugly sweaters. Wow. Okay, I'm
1: not, I'm not like a big like holiday person, but I'm going to, I'm going to play devil's advocate. Uh-huh. Santa's advocate, right now. First of all, I do love ugly sweaters because they've gotten stupider over the years. Like, it's kind of weird that they're like produced to be stupid now. But that, yes, yeah. see, <sighs> but okay, it gave me the availability to buy one that has a giant sloth and a Christmas hat on it, and it is one of my favorite things that I own.
0: I'll give you that. I just like the memey ones. The like, yeah,
1: I'm not. It, it, like yeah. the
0: meme-ish ones i'm not saying meme wrong
1: no no yes yes um,
0: <laughs> but like i don't know you need to get like i remember one year my mom we were doing an ugly, Swiss, ugly sweater christmas mm-hmm. party for our family party and she just got like a regular green lumpy sweater mm-hmm. and then just dressed it up like a christmas tree now that i'm here for
1: yeah that's cute yeah crafty
0: yeah but the people i don't know i mean I'm a hater. i don't
1: like the ones that are like I don't know. Here's a 40 on a Christmas sweater. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Um, The sloth one's really cute though. So again, I'm, I'm co- kind of going back and forth on my opinions here, but I think it has to be something like still fun and still yeah. kind of cutesy or whatever. And I think they do go overboard for sure. Like target, like Christmas sweaters throw up all over target. Yeah. They already have probably. Um, And it, some of them are just too much. And I, it, Whatever, but some of them are fun, so I'm here for a little fun, and also warm beverages, yeah, like I like the
0: holidays at their core, like Thanksgiving mm-hmm. Christmas at their core, spending time with your family, yeah. and like relaxing, maybe mm-hmm. giving some gifts, getting some gifts like that. Mm-hmm. It's just they just keep throwing shit on top of it, and mm-hmm. it just like I don't know, it's just it's it's too much,
1: oh yeah, no, I mean like the the commercial aspects are way too much and it, it definitely has gotten out of hand. I just try to ignore that when I can. <laughs> yeah. Same. But I don't know. I like, I like putting up my tree and my ornaments, but also like I have a lot of ornaments um, that are like sentimental. Like my grandparents used to get me an ornament every year. Uh-huh. So my tree would be full when I was an adult <laughs> basically. Uh, and it is. So, you know, I like, I like to the traditions, I guess, is, like, yeah. the personal traditions. yeah I like
0: decorating a tree. I don't set one up here because I live alone and I don't have room for a tree. And the only tree I have is, like, the one from my parents' old house that, like, it's a pre-lit tree, but half the branches are out. And mm-hmm. literally you have to click in each branch individually. Oh,
1: that's annoying. Yeah. I got, like, a two-piecer. Yeah. It's like maybe if easy. I had one of
0: those, but I also just don't. I have like a good tabletop tree. I have a red and silver get, tabletop tree. I just pull those. They're already decorated. Uh-huh. I pull them out of storage. Set them on top of the tree, or set them on top of a table somewhere.
1: Uh-huh. And that's get,
0: my that's my decoration.
1: You should get one of those ceramic ones.
0: We have one at my parents' house. I, like so those. I love. I that see that's the one I always loved because like I would put it in my bedroom so i mm-hmm. could like look at it while i slept like falling asleep like oh the tree
1: yeah <laughs> Aww.
0: it's nice because i'm blind so when i take my glasses off christmas lights just look like floating colorful orbs
1: <laughs> nice yeah <laughs> uh but we we just skipped right over thanksgiving <laughs> God, I'm That's okay, though.
0: we talked about thanksgiving last week That's true. we
1: did yeah
0: um so next week we'll be talking about New Year's, and then we get to that uh oh, valentine's, valentine's day, day yeah. yeah
1: or flag day i think that comes before I think that's in January.
0: Yes. Or June. Flag Day is a holiday it's in I can a get J behind. <laughs> Flag day I'm here for. We could go more commercial with Flag Day. Yes.
1: More <laughs> flags.
0: Th- yes. More flags.
1: <laughs> and actually I'm pretty sure it's June or July now that I've said it. So that's fun. <laughs> yeah. But enough about the
0: holidays. Yeah. What are we sipping on?
1: Um, I'm gonna call these a cream because they taste like a cream sickle.
0: They sure do. They're pretty delicious. Like, yeah. I wasn't feeling good, and I'm like, I don't know if I want to drink right now, but, like, I can handle this. This is delicious.
1: It's nice. It, it's 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 like soft tasting kind of, right? Yeah. So I kind of made it up a little bit um, just based on some stuff that I had around. So there's some, this is going to sound fancy, but only because I didn't have the other stuff, fresh squeezed orange juice because I had oranges, uh, and then some cake-flavored vodka, Oh, wow! Little triple sec. Yes. And then the uh, lemon lime sprite I found in your fridge. <laughs> yes, that's
0: from the the party potion. Okay. From the Halloween party.
1: It was a nice way to tap it off.
0: Yeah. Can sprite's underrated in my opinion.
1: I wouldn't drink it plain, but in like a beverage, like with just you know a splash or something. I'm
0: I don't drink it all the time, but every once in a while I'm like, mm, you know, what sounds good—a big old glass of sprite. I don't. I know. might be alone there.
1: No. I'm sure there's other people i used Jen, to look at a Jen's restaurant with me. and believe me i served plenty of sprite
0: i almost never get pop at restaurants
1: oh i don't eat i always get water at restaurants the only time i drink um i do have a love for diet pepsi cherry diet pepsi Ooh, and once in a while yeah. if i see it at a store because it's like not everywhere yeah i will splurge and get that diet cherry pepsi because like but that's every really once the only I'm craving
0: pop you know yeah i'm not like, a big
1: pop drinker because i would i didn't drink it growing up that much and
0: i drink a l- I drink a decent amount growing up because my parents to this day still have Diet Pepsi in their house um, at all times.
1: See, we were a Diet Coke. My mom was into Diet Coke, so we had that around when I was growing up. Although she doesn't drink that anymore either, so. My mom doesn't drink as much,
0: but my dad, I think, still, like, every day with dinner has, like, a can of okay, whatever.
1: I did used to, and I don't think I like it anymore, but I did used to like, um like, a really fresh, like, Coke. Like, a can of Coke, like, really cold. In college, my roommate always had some, and uh-huh. I, I never bought Coke, quote-unquote, or drink it. But then I would just, like, borrow hers, but yeah. then eventually have to go buy her a 12-pack because I borrowed so many. But then yeah. I'd be like, these are for Rose, <laughs> but we, they were really for me.
0: <laughs> I know what you mean. We would do the same thing in my college apartment. I always liked vanilla Coke. i am like, I've been oh, the minority yeah. of that one too. A lot of people don't like vanilla Coke.
1: I forgot about that one. There's, there's all those wacky there, flavors yeah, now. They're doing all I'm kinds of flavors now. Any of them, but there's like the orange. I think there's vanilla. There's orange. raspberry now. Um, yeah, there it's, they, they gone wild. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Coke has gone crazy.
1: Coke crazy. Yes. Who would have thunk?
0: <laughs> crazy.
1: But yeah, so, so cheers with this. I tried to make it pretty today, too.
0: Yes, but there's we haven't a lovely... in a while. I know, and they probably actually get picked up on these mics. hmm Yeah, there's some beautiful sprinkles. It looks like it snowed on my glass.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, because it snowed here, it snowed on our drink. Accurate. Yeah, there was a lot of snow the other day. I don't like it. Let's mm-hmm. not think about it.
0: Oh, my God, it was the worst because that Sunday I was like, I need to do yard work. Oh, it's okay. I'll do it after work tomorrow. And Oops. then we got like a foot of snow. <laughs> And I was outside with a screwdriver and gloves and kept dropping the screwdriver in the snow. Oh, no. And I'm like, okay, great, where'd that go? They dick around in the snow, find the screwdriver, drop it two seconds later.
1: Oh, that sounds awful.
0: Yeah, it was not great, but I had a ton.
1: Well, you know what? In lieu, in lieu of that, that makes no sense. In honor of that, would you like to hear a story?
0: I sure would. That made no sense, but. It was a smooth transition.
1: Just like always.
0: Yeah, I mean. <laughs> You're here to you back in because this podcast, I think, would easily turn into me just like, you know what else I hate? <laughs>
1: that's, a, that's a next podcast. <laughs> yeah.
0: Things Alex hates. Alex is a hater.
1: Um, So I'm going to tell my sources first because yes. there's a lot of them. I well, went let me down, see if
0: I can guess from your sources what you did.
1: I don't think you will because I had no idea this existed. Okay. Um, I went down a real rabbit hole. Ooh. I was trying to look up one thing and then... Found an article about something else and just yeah, went went with it. Virtual Globetrotting.com. Okay. MLive.com. Zillow and Trulia.
0: Fun. So it's probably a house.
1: Maybe. Nailhead.com. Uh Lesliefield.com and Mishmakers.com. Is
0: it one of the old Auto barons house?
1: Um, kind of, but not real. I mean somebody from the auto industry has to do with why this house exists, but not really. Okay. Yeah. So it's not what you're thinking, but that was a really good guess. Okay. Um, This is actually, it's a three parter. So there's three different parts, but they all kind of connect to each other. Okay. I'm going to be talking about Great Haven Island, Mahara Gentry Park and 450 Kielsen drive.
0: Interesting. Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, Have you heard of any of them? No. Okay. Are you familiar with the Jefferson uh, Chalmers area? No. Okay, so that's it's on the riverfront. I actually do have a picture, so it's kind of across from where like Belle Isle is. Okay. Um, and the area I'm talking about is It's like in
0: one of the old ribbon farms. It looks like yeah,
1: it's kind of by the like marina district too, where there it, there's actual boats, boats and, and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and then there are some housing developments over there as well. Okay. So first, though, we're gonna go back. I tried to kind of put this in, you know, order of dates. Yeah. Um, seventeen twelve. So. This actually has to do with who was inhabiting the area around then. Uh, we have a lot of uh, colonists coming in, trying to take over the Native American land, things like that. Lots of battles happening. And after being encouraged about a potential alliance with the uh, English, the Fox Native American tribe were upset by the French and their supposed allies, uh, the Huron and the Ottawa. Uh-huh. So they were like, oh, those guys went with the French? That sucks, basically. And... They attacked the French to secure a British alliance.
0: sacreble Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> At Fort Pontchartrain. Don't yeah. know if I said that right. Uh, the French, however, pursued and defeated the Fox in the battle near, and this is near the Gross Pointe-Detroit border kind of area, but okay. obviously it's a large battle. It's spread out. Uh, more than a 1,000 Fox Native Americans were killed in a five-day battle.
0: Is it F-O-X or F-A-W-K-E-S?
1: F-O-X. Okay. Yeah. Some of this happened... In this area, I'm going to be talking about today. Basically, it's a giant cemetery Uh um, since a lot of people died on that land. Just something to think about. I don't want to go the whole Indian burial ground route because I do think that's a little...
0: It's an overdone thing.
1: It's overdone and it's really just like not very sensitive sometimes. Yeah. um, And it becomes this big dramatic thing. However, this is the history of the land. So I did want to mention it because it came up in multiple things. So now we're going to talk about Greyhaven Island. And this is a little island situated in the Detroit Riverfront where the Greyhaven real estate development was started. It was named after Ford's lieutenant engineer, Edward Gray. Mm-hmm. So that's why I said you were kind of right. Um, he's credited with helping Khan design the Highland Park Model T plant. So that was his big yeah. contribution. So he left Ford to go into real estate uh-huh. and he conceived the idea for this island in the late 20s. By 1931, he had attracted the attention of three prominent and wealthy Detroiters who built homes on the property. They were Lawrence Fisher of the Fisher Body fame, okay. William Kerber, a Prohibition era brewer, and Garwood, who specialized in speedboats, possibly rum running boats. Oh. But what got in the way of all this development in the late uh, 20s into the early 30s?
0: The Great Depression. The Great Depression. Bow, bow,
1: bow, bow. It pursued through though a little bit. Eight smaller homes were also built on the island. Um, Gray died in 1939 though before his vision was brought into fruition, and his widow had to turn the vacant lots to the city due to unpaid taxes. Yeah. So across the way though is a park called Maharis Gentry Park. It was originally named after or it was originally named Algonquin Park in 1928 and renamed after Peter Maharis, one of the first Detroiters to die in World War II combat. At the end of World War II, it was a temporary housing for returning vets until about the 50s. And from 1953 to 1969, it was used as a Nike missile site. Weird. Yeah. So it had like a lot of different faces. Yeah. But uh, there's no military use of that land today. It was, I believe, turned back over to the city. In the 90s, though, the city was looking to gentrify the area with new development. But Bronson Gentry, who had lived in the area since the 50s, fought for the right for that neighborhood to have a decent park as well as rec center, when the city was known for allocating most of its recreation funds to white neighborhoods. Uh-huh. So he was like, That's not cool. Give us nice stuff too, yeah. essentially. And in 2002, Gentry was added to the park's name. So that's the yeah. kind of origin of that name. Now, unfortunately, though, it's mostly uh, vacant, used in cars that have been abandoned and remnants of tunnels. That nobody really knows what they were used for. Ooh, yes. I love a good tunnel. So they they were possibly for rum running, although they could have also just been service tunnels for the people living on like the island and stuff across the way. Okay, there's like stairs down to waterfront areas where boats might have been docked. There's not a lot of information about it. Uh, there Mysterious. might. If anybody Ooh. has more information, please let me know because I was looking for more. But across from this beautiful park, for slightly forgotten park, maybe. Is 450 Keelson. Okay. This is where we're gonna spend most of our time. It is on Great Island, so it's one of the the three homes that were built. Okay. Uh and it is a colonial style mansion and is between th- and I found so many different square footages for this place. It's either thirty eight hundred or five thousand square feet. Okay. Somewhere in that range. Uh, it was built in 1929 by Walter Sheets, who was a steel baron and the president of RMCM Mahan Steel Company. Okay. It's a rich dude. Uh, but it was sold that same year to Walter Dosen, who is the owner of the Detroit Pepsi Bottling Facility.
0: Interesting. Mm-hmm.
1: So the docents, uh were huge speedboat enthusiasts who raced four gold cup speedboats to advertise their business. And there is now a boat on display at the Dose and Great Lakes Museum on Belle Isle called Miss Pepsi. And can you guess why that museum has the same name as them?
0: They probably gave a shit ton of money in a boat. They sure
1: did. They sure did. Uh, they were super into Great Lakes Maritime history, and so they donated tons to, so that museum exists today.
0: That's good, I guess.
1: Yeah. But they didn't live in the house long. By 1942, it was sold to a German immigrant named Hans Eichler, who lived there until he was nearly 100. Okay. Uh, the property was sold for a final time in 1996 and has been put up for sale multiple times since then. And Ooh. I actually took a thing off of, I believe it was Trulia, because uh, we're going to have a little journey. Yes. In February first February of 2007, it was sold for $785,000. Uh, oh, I guess it is since nineteen ninety six. I'm sorry, it's been sold one more time. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um,
1: but as of two thousand nine, it was listed for sale at six hundred thousand, so much less than seven hundred eighty five. Yeah. And later in two thousand nine, it was removed. In two thousand fourteen, on Halloween actually, it was put up for one point two million dollars. <laughs> okay. That posting was then also removed. It is now said to be worth five hundred and fifty two thousand three hundred and forty one dollars. Damn. So quite the Reduction there. It has four bedrooms and between four and five and a half bathrooms because I saw it listed both ways. All the photos on its online listings have been awful every time. Uh-huh. Uh, also, I'm going to tell you to check out the bathroom and describe what you see.
0: Uh, a hot mess.
1: Mm-hmm. It is black tile, floor to ceiling, um lots of really gaudy gold things, including the sink. I don't know how a half million dollar home can have this.
0: My guess is it was that's either the original from the 20s or an 80s remodel
1: or 70s, like late 70s.
0: Yeah, I could see late 70s, early 80s. I've mm-hmm. been watching this show called Why Women Kill. I guess I finished oh, the first season. That. Isn't it great? Yeah. But like, I just love I think the 80s couple in the 80s house is my favorite, I think.
1: OK. OK. Mm-hmm.
0: They had a black bathroom like that.
1: OK, I get that then. Um. Also, it features a boat well, as do many houses on this island, meaning, like a garage that you can drive your car into, you can drive a boat under your house, interesting, yeah, some For people have thought getaways. yeah, some people have thought it might have been associated with like the purple gang, however, there's really nothing to corroborate that, and yeah, in my research, there's really nothing to say that that was true, but who knows someone could have been helping rum running on the island as it would have been easier mm-hmm. with this type of a house uh however. William Kerber, who owned one of the other properties, three properties built on that island, he built a house on Port Drive, which faces the Detroit River across from the canal. And the Kerber family was the founders of the Michigan Brewing Company in Ionia in 1912. So, you know, yeah. not not too far before Prohibition. Yeah, The brewery closed during Prohibition and their trucks were used to ship, quote unquote, near beers from Toledo to stay in business. This is when they built their mansion, also on Great Haven Island. The Purple Gang connection might come into play with them, possibly.
0: That would make more sense because it has to do with liquor or yeah. alcohol in
1: general. Well, and they would have been competition for the Purple Gang. So they were probably forced to close their operations sometime in the early 20s. And it said that that, that house had a false wall inside the boathouse to keep hidden booze. Ooh. So it is very likely that that house was part of Rum Running, but it's since been reconstructed. And so that secret wall doesn't exist anymore in that one
0: that's a bummer i always like the secret little prohibition hidey holes
1: yeah they're interesting so we're gonna go back though to 450 Kilsen, the uh the showpiece of this yeah um it's had many different uses since being purchased in 1996 or 2007 apparently <laughs> as of a few years ago 2000 uh, something ish it was owned by a man named ken who quite possibly had tried to sell the property on and off uh-huh. as we saw so firstly though He wasn't always, he hasn't always lived in the house. I'm not sure if he's there today or not. I couldn't find anything about that, but I do know he has lived in it at one point. Uh We'll get to that in a little bit. But firstly, he used to like rent it out to things. And for a while it was called the Pirate's Cove. Interesting. There's actually a Facebook for this too. Um, And it was about 2011 that this Facebook was active and the house was available to rent out. There was yoga lessons and murder mystery parties. Fun. And who knows what else, because that's all that Facebook had on it. (laughs) But I think the idea was, like, it could be used for a lot of things. Yeah. But it was also featured on A&E's Paranormal State Show. Ooh. So this is in episode, I believe, was 504. No, 405, backwards. So it was season four, I believe, episode five. Yeah. This show has a host named Ryan uh, who goes with his team of supernatural investigators to different locations. This is the only episode I've seen, so I'm not sure. You know, how much of this is yeah. on everything. So its original air date was December 29th, 2009, entitled Haunted Sex Dungeon. Fun. Mm-hmm. So let's get to it. Yeah. <laughs> I actually wrote that down in case I would forget to say stuff like that, apparently. <laughs> so the owner, Ken, believed that the house has an unexplainable power. He and his son, Nano, tell us a few stories. They'd only been in the house at this point for about two months living there, even though he'd owned it for a while. Uh, he knows that many who have occupied the island have ended up losing a lot of money or had really bad luck.
0: I mean, the like price fluctuation of the house just speaks kind of to that. Kind proves that,
1: yeah. Previous to this, he had been renting it out. Ken and Nano had been hearing voices, though, when they moved in, footsteps, and doors moving. Ever since moving in, Ken was experiencing a line of lawsuits, and he was on the verge of losing the house and believed it was possible because, in his words, the house doesn't want him there. Oh, so they start, the show starts in the great room and Nano, his son, tells a story about his friend Mike who was spending the night there on the couch in the great room. Mike woke up when he felt and heard footsteps on the floor around the couch that he was sleeping on. He left the room immediately and went upstairs to his friend Nano's room. About 30 minutes later, he started screaming when he heard something outside of the room. Nano woke up and investigated to feel a cold packet of air near the door. Ooh. Another story takes place in the boat well. So Ken has heard men's voices that sound as if they are planning something and quite frequently would find the door to the boat well open when he knows he had shut it before. And when he would enter, he would find all the lights on, even though he knows that he had turned them all off.
0: Weird.
1: Adjacent to the boat room, though, or boat well, is the game room. When the hosts of the show enter it, they find lockers and inquire about their use. That's when Ken opens up to the fact that the previous tenants had been using the game room as a sex club. And left behind their wheel of fortune. So like a wheel you could spin and it would tell you to do things. Interesting. Um, they spun it. Said to take off clothes or something. Uh-huh. Uh, as well as some bondage furniture. So there was like Fun. one of those like big X things with some like leather straps and stuff. Yeah. He had left it there because it took him nine months to evict the people who had been renting it and using it for yeah. the, the sex dungeon. And he didn't really know what to do with the items. So I think he just kind of was like, "Oh, Sum up the curve. Just leave this sex dungeon. Um, at this point though, they talked to some historians and that's when they mentioned the seventeen twelve battle. And most of the land surrounding it is essentially a cemetery. And I wrote, Let's be careful here, because again, I don't wanna yeah, you know, say anything that is
0: in Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think you're doing good.
1: Um, one of the historians goes on though to talk about how she believes the misuse of this land led to a lot of the development problems, citing that she knows at least thirty development lawsuits that have happened off the top of her head. Dang. Yeah. So back to, we're going to revisit somebody from way earlier, Hans Eichler, the German immigrant who lived to be almost 100 in this house. It is thought that he might still be haunting the property. So during the investigation, they go all over the house. There's, you know, different investigators in different rooms. They all, there's three investigators in like a tech room. All of them at the same time hear a loud boom on the first night that they're in there that none of them created. So that was a little creepy, and one of them, uh, Chad, in Nano's bedroom, hears a disembodied voice say, "Get out," Dang. and you can actually kind of hear it. Like they don't. It's not even an EVP. It's just weird. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> um. I mean, it's not super clear, but like, yeah. It's yeah. So Ryan, uh, the main guy, is in the the great room. And you can actually see this on the film, the light, there's some sort of surgical electrical thing and the lights all like flash even brighter and then like go back down really quickly. Again, it could have been an electrical thing, but it was super weird still. Yeah. And then they talked to, oh, here's the guy who owned it until 2007. They talked to a previous owner and he tells a story about one night he felt a tugging sensation and he went downstairs and he said, if you leave me alone, I'll leave you alone. And he and his wife had decided to call the spirit Hans because they believed it was Hans Eichler. And one time he was taking the garbage out. He found a weird metal cross with a swastika on it, marked 1939, and he had no idea where it came from. It was just like on his property. He was like, that's weird. But they actually have Hans' daughter in the show and they show her it. And she's never seen it or has any idea where it came from. So it's just kind of a strange thing that happens. There's really no... yeah. They then invite a psychic slash medium to come into the house. His name is Chip Coffee, which is a great name, by the way. Yeah. Like, I want that name. <laughs> uh, they blindfold him, though, so that, you know, he can't, he can, yeah. he can only feel things, basically. But they they lead him around. They're yeah. not, like, pushing him into the dark. They uh, shove <laughs> him down the
0: stairs and lock <laughs> him down the basement.
1: So he goes in the kitchen and he stops and he says he feels that there is a man there who is not a dictator, but he, that he's a controlling person, but not a bad person. Which Sounds is, German. Yeah. Well, and his daughter had been describing him earlier and she was like, you know, my dad was a good guy, but he believed that people don't need a lot. You just need what you need to get by and moderation. And but, you know, he
0: bought that giant house.
1: Yeah, I know. Yeah. right? <laughs> and so then they're they're going through the house. They go into the boat well. The man's energy comes um, to him, and he says, oh, yeah, he wants you out of this house. Then he is led into the game room, and the host puts his hand onto the um, the X thing with the leather straps, yeah. the bondage thing, and all of a sudden, the man just starts screaming. He's like, oh! Ah! like screaming 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 yeah the guy stops you know takes his hand off he's like what were you feeling oh no when they walk in the game room he first hears the word sex Uh somebody says the word sex him then he puts his hand on this thing starts screaming and he's like i was feeling everything i was feeling i was feeling sick sad pain he didn't get the sticky but i'm sure he did then they're going upstairs into the house and the guy's in front of him coffee's you know next to him and when they're going upstairs, Coffee feels a hand on his chest try to push him back down the stairs. So he starts screaming again. So he feels a hand push him backwards on the stairs uh-huh. and like almost falls down the stairs. But the other guy catches him. And so that's just an unexplained thing that happened that was weird. Yeah. So the the conclusion of this is they tell him. That, obviously, Hans is probably not a big fan of the stuff in the sex dungeon because that was, like, where the most negative energy is. Yeah. And where he was, like, saying get out and, like, all this other stuff. Uh, so they are told to remove the items. Yeah. And they do. And the update at the end of the episode, so, again, this is from a bit ago, Ken was able to resolve some of his legal issues, and the activity continued but was less negative. And Interesting. That is the story of 450 Kielsen Drive.
0: It's giving me, like... Detroit's murder house vibes. Like, no, no murders have happened there. But like, you know, like the first season of American Horror Story. Yeah. I was just like, it's a spooky old house.
1: Or like the house. Well, and the house is like um, its own thing. Its own entity. Yeah. Which like, I think like
0: houses all kind of have a vibe.
1: I think so, too. I mean, again, like I take everything with a grain of salt, but stuff feels di- I mean, different spaces feel differently. Yeah. So and sometimes you can feel a little history going on.
0: Yeah, like, it's kind of a downer, but like, when I went to Germany two years ago, I visited um, a German work camp, like a Nazi work camp. Oh, yeah, but like, it was a really heavy experience, but like, just like, you walk onto the premises and you just immediately feel like this heaviness, like, uh-huh. you just know something tragic and terrible happened here, and you could just feel it the second you step into this.
1: Yeah. Well, I feel like I mean we as humans, we emote things, so it makes sense that places with with histories have i don't know like I human emotions go into everything,
0: right, and like I like forget who's saying it. it may have even been you, but like kind of the <laughs> please quote me <laughs> it was either you or like i I read so many things, it may be just spiritualism principle, but it's kind of like it's just like that energy like you know a lot of emotions and energy when it's felt somewhere that just doesn't go away. No. Like, you know, so there's a lot of strong emotion in one place. It probably just lingers. It's just soaked there, you know? Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, energy is like a weird thing. Like, I mean, there is actual scientific measurements for, I don't know any of it, but I do know that there are scientific like measurements for it sometimes occasionally, or I I don't know. I think there's just so much more that, that we don't understand that, actually could make sense scientifically too when it comes to that stuff yeah i just yeah
0: it's very interesting yeah that's an interesting story i like really want to like drive there yeah
1: i do too weird my roommate and i were already trying to figure out if you can drive on the island i didn't see any gates from the the aerial thing i mean i just want to drive by i don't want to do anything weird binoculars <laughs> you can go by on the river but i don't have a boat
0: when the river freezes
1: interesting although i don't know in a canal a canal if it would
0: it frees faster because there's less movement.
1: I would think it would have movement. Oh, you're right. Canals don't. Okay. My I was, parents
0: live on a canal, I know. Oh. oh. Yeah. <laughs> I've got canal experience.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I at least want to like go over in that area because I don't yeah, know that I area. I've that. too well. um, I mean, it's just off of like Jefferson, basically. Yeah. And I, I've i driven on Jefferson, but I haven't explored like the areas beyond Jefferson that much. So. Yeah. yeah. But I just want to see this house, too we will post pictures of this house cuz it it does not look did i show you the, the just the house no oh i'm going to show you just the house because it is wild it does not look like it belongs anywhere in michigan it looks like it's from like la or something it really does it
0: almost it's giving it's even me got, like
1: what, i don't know what kind terracotta of terracotta tile yeah terracotta roof
0: yeah it's like giving me very like a mix between like it's southwestern architecture but mm-hmm. then also
1: i think like spanish maybe. yeah i can see
0: like spanish inspired architecture but also like the inside with like the like wood ceiling like the visible brown wood ceilings is giving me something else like mm-hmm. almost like some kind of european maybe like North. i don't know it's very interesting it's a very interesting looking house
1: a lot of like plaster walls and stuff too which yeah. is not necessarily like common michigan I think it just depends.
0: I think just drywall is just more common now. Okay. Like, I think I have plaster walls.
1: Oh, I probably lived at places with plaster. I think I'm just saying it because they're like textured. So yeah. I'm like, that's different.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, texture definitely different.
1: Yeah. But no, it's it. this house. is It's known as a mini mansion, technically. But this house is crazy because I guess some of the other houses were supposed to be bigger or something. This was going to be one of the smaller ones. I don't. Okay. I don't. Again, went down a lot of rabbit holes with this yeah. one.
0: What a good story. What a fun rabbit hole you went down.
1: Thank you. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm tired. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wore you out. Mm-hmm. You ready for truths and the Lie? Yes. So I fell down a rabbit hole today about Disney and Disneyland parks. and So many rabbit holes. I, when you write trivia, you fall down a lot of rabbit holes. But Sleeping Beauty's Castle. Mm-hmm. Have you seen did you ever go to Disneyland when you lived in, in California?
1: Yes. So are we we're talking about Disneyland, not Disney World. Yes. Yeah, I went once when I lived in California. And then actually I th- think I had been there as a kid in California too. Maybe. I don't remember.
0: <laughs> well, here's some two truths and lie about it because it's actually pretty interesting. Okay. So there's actually three versions of this castle. Okay. One in obviously Disneyland. One in Paris and one in Hong Kong, Shanghai, or one in Disneyland, Hong Kong. Okay. But so here are the start over. That was fact number one. <laughs> the struggle, Jazz. I forgot all about this, and I needed to write this down. Okay. So you ready for two truths and a lie? Yes. Take three. <laughs> so. Sleeping Beauty's Castle. Uh-huh. It's at Disneyland.
1: Yes. Is it really Sleeping Beauty's? Yeah. Okay.
0: Um, The one in Disney World is Cinderella's.
1: That's why I'm confused. Okay. Yes. Go yeah.
0: on. So, fact number one. Aurora's Castle, or Sleeping Beauty's Castle in Disneyland is the oldest C- Disney castle.
1: You can be informal and call her Aurora. It's okay.
0: I mean, it's called Sleeping Beauty's Castle. but okay. I, So... The one in Disneyland is the oldest. Okay. The one in Disneyland Paris is the tallest and it looks slightly different because the one in Hong Kong is almost a direct replica of the one in California, but the one in Paris is slightly different and they wanted to differentiate it because uh, the original Aurora's cast- original castle was actually based off a French castle. So that's fact number two. The one in Paris is different because it was based off a of French castle. Fact number three, the Sleeping Beauty Castle, Hong Kong, is currently being remodeled to honor all the princesses instead.
1: Okay. So, so fact one is the one in California is the oldest. Yes. Fact two is the one in Paris is different and tall. It, the
0: one in Paris is different because they didn't want it too similar to the French castle it was based off of.
1: Okay. And number three is that the one in Hong Kong is being renovated to include all princesses. Yes. Ooh. I am going to guess that number two is the lie.
0: It is. Yes. What made you think that one?
1: Um, I think because... The other two were not as detailed, and you were very detailed in that one.
0: True. Everything is true except for the castle that it's based off of is actually Neuschwanstein Castle in Bavaria in Germany.
1: Oh, okay. Okay.
0: And it's a very loose interpretation of this castle because if you look at a picture of this castle, um, it doesn't... I mean, you can see where they drew inspiration, but it's pretty different looking. Yeah. But yeah, so the one in Paris is... So the original palace... Is 67 feet tall, but it looks taller because of um visual tricks they did. So they made like the details larger and then okay. they kind of scaled them down as they went up. So like the turrets, the detail they made the turret smaller so it looks higher up.
1: Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. I feel like all the Disneys do stuff like that.
0: Oh, for sure. They, they Disney messes with perspective a lot. Yeah. And then the one in Paris is actually pretty cool because they actually have like trees trimmed in squares, like in the movie. Cause like if you've ever watched Sleeping Beauty, mm-hmm. The like, trees are like weird squares, yeah, or like cubey things.
1: That's neat, then. Yeah, I like that. They really they they do a good job of trying to bring the the movies alive.
0: Yeah, and like it's cool because like they'll decorate like the 60th anniversary of the um Disneyland one was recent, and they like put like a bunch of diamond decorations because the 60th anniversary is the diamond anniversary. Yeah. So they did that and they put a bunch. They like they reskin them a lot, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Like they put like different facades. Or they built stuff on top of the facade for a lot of things.
1: Yeah, they get fancy.
0: Yeah, I am in the middle of a deep dive on Disney right now, and I don't know Is it why. because of
1: Disney Plus?
0: No, it actually because, um, I guess indirectly, yes, because I wrote a question about Jeff Goldblum because he has a new docuseries on Disney Plus. Oh. And then I wrote a question about Disneyland, because there was a geography question, so I was like, I'm going to make it so people have to guess between Disneyland and Disney World. Okay. Because there are some differences. Oh, yeah. Like, the, the main one is, like, Aurora's Castle. In mm-hmm. Florida. Florida, The Florida one's much bigger, and it's Cinderella's Castle.
1: Everything in the Florida one is much bigger than... Disneyland's... I mean, it's sizable, but it's not huge. Yeah. I used to drive by it on my way to work. <laughs> which Really? Is, yeah, only only one route like there was multiple ways to get you know the same place but yeah. one of them involved driving okay. by disneyland that's kind of fun I, it was hilarious to me at the time
0: <laughs> well what's crazy to me is like epcot do you know what epcot stands for
1: oh isn't it, it's a um what what's it called when each letter stands for something isn't it one anagram? of those isn't a an anagram i think yeah yeah
0: uh it stands do you want me to just tell you yeah um experimental prototype city of tomorrow.
1: Yes. I yes. I have heard that. I wouldn't yeah. remember that. It's but, a hard
0: one to remember. Yeah. Um but originally like Disney had this like crazy plan for like the Orlando one to make like a whole freaking city. Mm-hmm. And like have like monorails going out into like the suburbs Monorail. and just like all this crazy, like weird sixties futury kind of stuff that like actually makes sense. hmm But it never made it because he died, and now he's frozen. Oh, Supposedly. Allegedly.
1: Oh, yes. <laughs> That's a rabbit hole we don't need to go down. <laughs> no.
0: Although cryogenics freak me out.
1: Yeah. I, There's a just, place yeah. in
0: Clinton Township
1: that I don't, stores dead bodies. I don't want to know. Or not dead, frozen. I don't want to know. Yeah. I don't want to know. Yeah. No. mm No.
0: Yeah. No. So... <laughs> I think that pretty much wraps it for this episode, though.
1: Yeah, uh, I do want to remind people if you're around on Friday, December 13th. So Friday the 13th.
0: Yes, we are still ironing out the details, but we have something very exciting in the works. Yes,
1: and it will be a live recording. We can can say this part. It will be a live uh, recording, and it will be taking place at the Film Lab in Hamtramck.
0: So keep your calendars marked. More details to come. Yeah, it should be fun. We're very excited about it. And we hope that you guys are too.
1: Yeah, hope to see you there.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: but in the meantime, you know, if, if you want to reach us, you can find us at um, DetroitStrange at com. or if you know anything about anything I said today that I missed or got wrong.
0: Let us know. Yes. And you can also hit us up on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook at Detroit Strange.
1: Mm hmm. Um, and yeah, really, until next time, please
0: stay strange, Detroit.
1: This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast. Our theme song was created by Sax and Violence.